This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to another GPL podcast. Back for another episode. This is number 98, boys. 98. Getting close to that big 100. And of course, I'm always joined by Hammy and Vigo. How are you two doing tonight? Doing well. All right. And also tonight, we've got one of our most dedicated listeners, Nate Wells. From Pioneer Press, Star Tribune, SB Nation. Nate, you're everywhere, aren't you? Uh, it seems like it these days. <laughs> well, first things first, Nate. Um, what did you do to Pat Micheletti? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's just, I guess that's just Pappy and Pat. Uh, if, I, I guess it is. Uh, you know, you know. I, I tweeted out a few about an hour ago about any questions, and uh, so did Nate, and Pat was just a little bitter that you didn't say hi to him last weekend. I mean, uh, what's the deal? Oh, I totally said hi to him. He's still <laughs> on the radio. Also, I had, um, this is all like inside press box stuff, but uh, I moved over to uh, the side where the radio was on uh, for the series, and uh, I had him like right above me. So I had about two or three times where uh, Pat gets very excited um, while covering <laughs> About two or three times where he uh, where his uh, line chart just dropped like on, on me. <laughs> yes, but it's because you're over on the important side now where, you know, the, the big wigs are. That's just, you know, us, us smaller people are on, are in the left side. You're on the right side. You know what, uh, you know, the important people, the radio uh, and whoever you're filling in for that night, whether it's the Strib or the Pioneer Press. So who knows? Well, boys, uh Hammy, I know you weren't as excited as the rest of us, but uh, North Dakota did come to town a few weeks ago and uh, have five-five tie and a two-zero shutout. Um, this could be good if North Dakota gets on a roll like they usually do at the end of the year. But uh, I-, I tell you one thing: the atmosphere was definitely back up uh, to where it used to be, especially Friday night. Well, I mean, you kind of expect that after not having uh, an yeah. actual series scheduled. I mean, we've played them, obviously, a few times since the WCHA went kaput, but or the old WCHA went kaput. Mm. But, um, so, yeah, you kind of expected a little bit of that life. And uh, I, I didn't know if it was going to be a little bit manufactured by, you know, the media hype. Sorry, Nate. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if it's going to be one of those things or if it was going to be genuine. And it seemed relatively genuine, so, I mean, that's always nice to see. Well, Nate, was this your first real Mariucci Sioux? Or, ooh, I shouldn't say Sioux. North Dakota, Minnesota <laughs> oh. series? Oh, I know. Bad no. no, I didn't. Uh, no, I was there uh, when uh, Kyle Rugg got the winner. Uh, oh, okay. Like yeah, five yeah. years ago or whatever? Really? That long ago? Yeah, I wasn't for that. Yeah, and, you were like fifteen, uh, the one, then, and the one you? after that, where it was the last. Uh, yeah, you were fifteen the then. I'm convinced. So no, I doubt this was three. I guess I've just been there that long. So what do you think? Good weekend. 
It was fun. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, against the grain with the uh, media hype or so that Hammy just said, but uh, I actually... Um, a lot of the, a lot of the players, and then even like Lucia himself, kind of mentioned where they were watching YouTube videos <laughs> um, <laughs> of like past North Dakota Minnesota series and events uh, to kind of get them hyped and kind of just realize like well, this is what the rivalry is and has been. And honestly, it kind of felt like it was a bunch of players on both teams acting out what a YouTube version of Minnesota North Dakota would be. <laughs> it was all right. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna go out and. Uh, and kind of be physical. We had like three or four different uh, roughing after the whistle penalties, like the first ten minutes, and then that, that uh, cooled down the rest of the weekend. We're going to have some uh, exciting goals. We're going to get feisty at the end of the weekend, uh, which also happened. Um, and I think you can probably speak on this more. We can have a, the Dave Haxtell salute by uh, North Dakota. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, like, it just, we did have a little bit of that. Felt like it was, it was two teams <clears throat> that hate each other because they're supposed to hate each other, not that they hate the players. Um, and it didn't really, like, none of the players really knew too much about the other team because they're off in different conferences, and I'm sure that will change now that uh, the Gophers and uh, UND are going to play each other for the next six-plus seasons. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, for at least this one, it was it was good to watch, and it was great to see Mariucci... Alive, uh, a little as loud bit? as it was, and have both the fan bases um, excited and having the dueling chants. Uh, <laughs> but it, for me, it felt like just something was just a little bit off, and I think it was just that, like it was just that that the two teams don't know each other that well yet, and it was just it was just that one little thing. Otherwise, yeah, I did enjoy it. Well, you know, it definitely was uh, it was interesting. It, it was nice to hear the crowd into it. You know, plenty of people yelling, "You let's go, Sue!" Because it's you know when you when you do that, it just it's so easy to make so much noise. Um, Vigs, what what are your thoughts? Five five game, very exciting. We had what f- comeback after comeback for Minnesota, and then a two nothing shutout. Um, it was at least decent and good hockey. Yeah, I think if you're a Minnesota fan, you're definitely um, energized by watching both these games. You saw on Friday night. Uh, they didn't get very good goaltending from Eric Shearhorn, and yet the team was still able to respond and, and stick to their game and, and keep getting goals. Um, I think one of the things on Saturday is they, they committed to, to helping out their goaltender a lot more. You saw them stay really compact for most of the game, especially on their penalty kill. Um, they're blocking a lot of shots. They're, they're making North Dakota miss on their shots. I think they've just played real solid hockey as a team uh, both games. I think the big difference was goaltending. Um, I thought the atmosphere in the building was great, and I think a big reason is because there are so many North Dakota fans there that Minnesota fans, who usually can be quiet, felt like they had to have a response. And so they actually answered back when North Dakota came up with their Let's Go Sue chants, and I think there was a lot of energy in the building, and the players had been anticipating this series for quite a while, and I think they delivered as well. Hammy, what do you think about Nate's point on uh, kind of the players kind of trying to buy into the hatred and it's not really there? Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, let's be honest. We've kind of talked, first of all, that even if the series does kind of ramp up again every year, it's not going to have that same meaning that it did in the past in terms of you're competing for hardware, you're trying to do something in the big picture 
really, if we're going to be putting it in its proper perspective, it's just another series in a sense of the big picture of the season. So it's not really the same. It just doesn't have that kind of meaning. So I think that's part of it. And I just think, you know, yeah, I mean, when you're not consistently playing uh, another team year in and year out and the games don't have the same kind of meaning, I can see how they would try to be, you know, they could be trying to manufacture for lack of a better term, you know, some of that hatred and dislike for the other team, even though it's supposed to be a rivalry. Um, a lot of these guys really don't know anything about it in that sense. So they only experienced it based on what they saw on TV or whatever. So I can see how it would appear to be manufactured in some respects. Well, one thing, Vigo, that uh, this will do good at the end of the year is pairwise. Um, North Dakota might be struggling a little bit right now, but they, you know, we've seen it the last 10 years. They struggle early in the year, and they do much better. And a, a win at a tie is going to make a difference when it comes to the end of the year and the pairwise. Yeah, I, talking to um, Brad Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald after the game on Saturday, he said that was the best North Dakota's played all year. You know, they had to overcome playing without their big defensive uh, player, Tucker Pullman, because of an uh, injury from you know, blocking a shot in his wrist. And so that team had to find, you know, other guys to fill those minutes because he played about 30 minutes for them on Friday. Um, they're going to be a good team. They play in a good conference, and I think getting a win and a tie helps Minnesota overcome their two losses to St. Cloud State. Uh, you know, if, if Minnesota can do well in the North Star College Cup against Duluth and St. Cloud State, they're going to be in great shape pairwise because they did well against the ECAC schools. Uh, so even though the Big Ten might not get a lot of respect nationally, Minnesota is going to be in good shape as long as they keep playing like this. Well, the Big Ten is doing much better this year, though, aren't they? Yeah, everybody except Michigan State seems to be playing well. So there's there's nobody who's totally you know losing much of games. You know, even Wisconsin's playing well; they're they're playing some competitive hockey. I think Michigan's a little down. Um, Ohio State's playing really well. So the the conference is going to be in better shape this year. One thing that kind of Nate alluded to is uh, when uh, North Dakota was leaving the ice Saturday night, a lot of their players were not too happy with the Gover student section and uh, decided to give them the old hackstall salute. Uh, quite a few of those players, I should say, and uh, I kind of liked it actually. You know, I kind of get something going, get these two teams to hate each other, get get something going against the fans. I, 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 I kind of liked it. Nobody got a picture of it. I didn't have my camera up, and I wasn't going to stick it in their face anyway, but uh, I kind of liked it, Nate, so it wasn't such a bad thing for me. <laughs> no, I almost kind of wonder if that might become a bit of a more regular occurrence now that the uh, team has to leave uh, through the Zamboni, en- the visiting team has to leave through the Zamboni entrance and uh, go through the student section three, four times a day or a game. Well, I did notice one thing. There was quite a few uh, North Dakota fans that were standing right by the North Dakota bench waiting for them to come out Friday night. Um, they were all yeah. expecting. They had no idea. And then all of a sudden they came out in the end, and I saw about 10 or 15 of these fans with their arms up in the air going, what's going on here? Why are they coming out this way? What a shame that was. They didn't get to see their, their mighty uh, fighting hawks. Oh, well. Uh, it was also interesting because the, uh, they had a – uh, a roughing at the end of the game, uh, Ryan Lindgren and Tyson Jost uh, kind of went scrapping, and they didn't really know what to do because the uh, <laughs> there was like a second left in the game, so they didn't want to send uh, Yost through the Zamboni uh, entrance. So these were like, "Well, we'll penalty needs to be decided later." 
<laughs> Which I I've never heard before, but I, I almost wonder what they're going to do when that happens. It it was rather odd. They will determine the yeah. penalties at the end of the game. I'm like, really? <laughs> it, it it was pretty <laughs> odd. Yeah, you just set them both on the bench, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to have like the gentleman's fighting the double minor of roughing, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I. I on Twitter, I couldn't believe how many of the Fighting Hawk fans were saying Gophers were taking dives and they had the refs all weekend. And I, I hate to say it, Hammy, but uh, boy, the, the, the Who, Sue, and Fox fans really don't change. It's just nothing about whining about the refs. I'm sorry. It's just, this is not, it's just, just real. They just whine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've grown so distant from that fan base as far as because we don't see him. I don't yeah. even care. I mean, I, I you know what I'm saying? I just we talked about it before the series, and it's just like I don't even honestly in the past when we would be recruiting. I mean, we still recruit against them, but it just seemed like there was this you know this hatred and this fierce kind of wanting to beat on them and all that and everything. And now it's like I barely even think about North Dakota. I don't. I just don't. And come on, man. Not to be con- not to be contrary <laughs> to what uh, Viggs was saying, but I'm not convinced that North Dakota is going to be that great this year. I, I think that they're pretty top heavy. I, they're not getting great defensive or goaltending play. I'm not saying they're a crap team. I'm not going to say they're not going to make the NCAA's at all. I, I mean, there's a long way to go, but. I think people assume because it's North Dakota, because they won a national title last year, because they have maybe the top candidate for Hobie that, oh, my God, they must be this great team and whatever. And I'm not convinced. I'm just not. I mean, to me, the, the, I'm not sure that they're going to continually just win in the second half. I, don't, I just think that that's – because it's happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen this year or next year or in the future. I mean, so I, I just – to me, the, the jury is out. I'm not convinced that this is some wonderful – awesome thing for the pairwise or whatever really? maybe it will be i'm just i'm no i'm not saying that they're going to be bad but i'm just saying that i don't know that it's going to be quite the boon that some people think and and i i mean somebody was saying on gpl earlier this year oh my god i'm gonna like use this as like sort of a you know where are the gophers at and how good can they be and whatever it's like. and i'm like dude it's one series it's one <laughs> series in november you know i'm so i just feel like people get a little bit too caught up in who it is and all this stuff it's a new year you know it's a new team so i, I just i'm not convinced yet that that's going to be quite the case care to respond to that Vs? is it not going to be as big of a deal do you think well i don't know if they're a top seed team for a regional, but I think they're a Well, they will NCAA be. If they make team. it, though, they'll be tough to win in, in Fargo. I'll tell you that. Yep, I think they're going to be in Fargo, and I think they're going to be in the tournament. I think a team with um, Yost and Besser on the same line with Gersich, you know, those guys are dangerous, and they, they create scoring chances in zone. They're not just an off-the-rush, power-play-only line. That's a line that can dominate five-on-five. Five. And I think, as we've seen the last couple of years, if you get a line... You know, Denver had a line like that. Um, St. Cloud's had a line like that. You know, the the top teams, they can live on one line scoring tons of points. I think North Dakota's going to win a lot of games because of those guys playing for them. See, yeah, I disagree mainly because the conference is going to be tough on them, so I don't think they're going to win quite as much. There's not that many easy wins in that conference for them. They might have a couple teams that are not very good, but they're going to be competitive 
And I, I just don't see it as being they're going to go on a roll. And the one thing about not being a top seed is that you are going to have teams capable of matching up against your top line a lot easier because they'll have the last change. And so, yeah, I mean, you always have a puncher's chance when you get in the NCAA. So I'm not saying that, you know, maybe they could surprise. I'm not saying that at all. But I think when you're looking at things from the perspective of October through March, regular season and, you know, postseason, you know, for their league playoffs, I'm not convinced that this is going to be some great team or even one of their best teams from the last 10 or so years. Well, it looks to me in the NCHC, it's Duluth, and then there's a lot of teams in the middle. They're all kind of there. I think Duluth has a lot of depth top to bottom. Um, they've got good defensemen who can get in the play and get them in transition. Um, it looks like they may have found a goalie. And then everybody else has a lot of questions. So I think North Dakota is typically a team that builds throughout the year, and I think they'll be right in it with that league. Nate, you want to be the tiebreaker on this North Dakota talk here? Ah, uh, I, I go a little bit more with Viggs there. I think the I think North Dakota is a good team. They're still just with all the law, um, all the departures from the, the national championship. Uh, it's still kind of a work in progress. Where especially uh, defensively, um, just um, they're still kind of trying to figure things out. But being without Tucker Pullman didn't help on uh, Saturday. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think uh, Brad Schlossman had this uh, in his uh, one of his articles over the weekend where it's like the last seven goals that uh, North Dakota has scored, they've given up the re- the response in less than five minutes every time. And there's there's some good things to look at them, um, whether it's uh, out shooting Minnesota on Saturday, whether it's um, – being able to play with many top teams, the past three series have been against uh, the number one, the number two, and the number seven teams in the rankings. Um, and it still kind of reflects on them, even if you're looking at the ridiculously early paralyzed. But it's they're, they're a work in progress. They, can, uh, they have the capability to go on that uh, second half run. Um, it's a the guarantee no, but... Uh, there's there are things for uh, Brad Berry and company to work with. It's kind of the same thing uh, you can say about Minnesota with uh, yeah. the work that's kind of been uh, done in the growth over the past uh, three weeks. Well, well, speaking of Minnesota, and uh, you know, actually, we have a question about uh, about uh, Cammy here, Hammy, that I want you to li- listen to. Uh, will Cammy play Friday? If no, how bad does he have to be? Or how, how I'm sorry, how bad does play have to be for him to see the ice Saturday? This is from Eric Raymond. Um, Hammy obviously, uh, uh, Cammy uh, rode the bench Saturday against the North Dakota. Is, uh, is his career a little bit in trouble here, or is this just kind of send a message to him? Well, apparently he lost those pictures of those compromising pictures of Lucia <laughs> or something because. Finally, somebody showed some balls to put the uh, underachiever, you know, in the stands. I don't know. I mean, I've always tried to hope that and try to give the kid the benefit of the doubt, but I just started to lose it last year with that because it's just, you know, oh, yeah. I understand sophomore slumps and all that stuff, but it just, I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be the, the improvement, the passion. The, I, you know, I just don't, just don't see it, and obviously. You know, there's finally something that going on there from a coaching perspective, or like, okay, we got to make I, somebody. I don't remember who it was. Um, 
had sent me a text message before the you know when the lineups first came out that night and and said that uh, I don't know if it was Cammy's dad was probably going to have a cow that his son wasn't going to be playing or I can't even remember <laughs> what the comment was. Did you get one of those dads? I, 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 well, I don't. I, I'm just saying that the, mm-hmm. it was somebody that knows his dad too. So I, I got a kick out of it. But I mean, it was just like, all right, well, you know, I, I just think that it was time. I think it's been time. He's just unfortunately one of those players where he doesn't really fit. If he's not scoring, he doesn't really fit yeah. any particular role well because he's not a great defensive player. He's not a checker. He's not a physical guy. And so it's kind of like if he's not, you know, contributing really a lot offensively and he's making mistakes on the other end, it's just like you have to do something about it, you know. And I think players get pissed. Look, I've heard of past captains. I think Condon, I don't remember who it was, but they were like pissed at the way that he approached the game and they didn't, they made their voices known. I don't know that, you know, I'm sure Clues doesn't say anything because they played together for a long time, but uh, past captains were not happy about the way that Cammy approached the game. And it's like, you know, to me, your teammates say a lot about what, yeah. you know, they're not, they're very in tune with what guys, how they approach the game or whatever. If they're not happy with you, it says something. Well, Viggs, uh, Cammy being out allowed Ryan Norman to see the lineup for the first time in a while. How do you think Ryan did uh, Saturday night? You know, I thought he fit his role well. You know, okay. he's going to be a gritty guy. He's hard on pucks. He's going to get the puck from, you know, the defensive zone across the blue line. When he's got a chance on the rush, he's not going to commit a turnover at the offensive blue line. And that was his role. And, and he played well. You know, he's playing with Romanco and Ramsey, and that's what their line does. Uh, Cammy, on the other hand, for him to be effective in the lineup, he, he's got to score points. And I tried to compare the two to Lucia a little bit today, and I think I caught Lucia a little, little bit of bad mood about it. But, you know, he said <laughs> that, you know, guys, when they're put in positions to score points, they've got to score points, so they're going to be out of the lineup. And so I think, you know, they're not necessarily in competition with each other for, for scoring points, but I think they're measured different ways. And if Cammy's not going to score this year, it sounds like the coaching staff is going to put him in the stands. Yikes. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts on old Camerata? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> like like uh, Big said, uh, they got 10 uh, forwards trying to get in those top nine, and... Uh, if uh, someone's not uh, producing, there's a spot and there's a player to fit in right there. Um, I, I, I got to watch practice today, and it looks like that uh, he was uh, Cammy was in there practicing with uh, Kloos and uh, Smatula up on that line. So uh, I'm <laughs> guessing he's going to probably uh, get back in the lineup after a message sent. Um, it was uh, after Saturday's game, which he was, was uh, openly uh, honest about uh, – it was it was a healthy scratch. There's, he wasn't injured. Yeah, um, I, think, I feel sorry for Clues, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's been saddled yeah. with that crap for how many years in a row now? He's got to be driving, going nuts. Well, I think Clues is one of the guys that can kind of get Cammy to engage in the game. Yeah, Cammy isn't a great skater. He's not a quick player, but he's got a quick stick. And so, as long as he doesn't get engaged with guys, he can win win pucks that way. And he's got to do that to, to be effective out there on the ice because he's working with two guys who are two of the hardest workers on the team in Smetula and Kloos. So if he's going to be in the lineup, he's got to be engaged as well. 
Um, Connor Riley is kind of the guy who's been flipping between first line and fourth line. And the message has been sent to him, too. You know, he doesn't have a goal yet on the year. He just has a bunch of helpers. So if he gets in that first spot, he's got to produce as well. Um, but he can play a fourth-line role because he plays with a little bit more grit than Cammy does. Yeah, and um, they punt Cammy. So, uh, so, does a, so does a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, they, they put Cammy on that fourth line for uh, the uh, the St. Cloud series and possibly the, uh, the, the U18 exhibition. See, uh, kind of send a message and see how that works. And it kind of like it worked offensively, like it worked a little bit well with uh, where um, him and Ramsey were going there. But yeah, it's that's not it. Uh, the fourth line, if they can score and uh, they're able to add offense, it's a it's a bonus more than anything. And the thing is, like a goldfish on a carpet. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like they're 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 putting those tough. Uh, last-minute uh, situations where they're going to go out defensively and they're going to shut down the other, try to shut down the other team's uh, offense. And with Cammy, you never know if he's going to make a, a player a turnover. And that's the problem with him on that line yeah. is that's not a role you can play where you turn the puck over. So he's kind of like hockey's version of Brett Favre? Ooh. Touchdown or interception? <laughs> or maybe just interception. All right. Oh, gunslinger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More of a Jeff George, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Not jumping on the pile when the when the fumble goes? <laughs> right, just letting the fumble go the other direction. The, the Cam Newton. Watch him run away. Uh, didn't his son just do that for Illinois when the Gophers played him a couple weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, we got a Jeff George reference into the podcast. Boy, that just says it all right there. All right, guys, before we move on, we need to hear from our sponsor, Vintage Minnesota, here. VintageMNHockey.com is a proud sponsor of the GPL podcast. Well, what is Vintage MN Hockey? Well, it's kind of the place to get all of your history of Minnesota hockey, from the pros to the minors to the collegiate teams to even the high school teams. All information about any of those teams can be found on VintageMNHockey.com. They also have great interviews with some historical Minnesota hockey figures like John Mayasich and Lou Nanny, Glenn Sonmore, some of the greats of Minnesota hockey. So make sure you check out those interviews. It's a really great thing. But as like I always say, I think my favorite part is the store. The store, you can buy a custom historical jersey from the Gophers or the Bulldogs or some of your favorite high school teams. And if you do make a purchase, just use the code GPLPODCAST, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you visit VintageMNHockey.com and follow them on Twitter at VintageMNHockey. All right, thanks to Vintage on that. Boys, we've got some questions here, but some of them are kind of related to uh, to recruits. So... Um. We want to get to those. Hold on. Let's, uh, well, one Tim Hapke is wondering about McManus, but uh, was he one of the guys who signed a letter of intent? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, there you go. Well, let's go over those four guys. Hammy, we got four guys who signed letter of intent within the last week. Uh, what do we know about these guys besides the obvious uh, Eden Prairie superstar? Uh, well, where do you want to start then? I mean, you, you pick the guy, you eliminate one of the, the, the easy one to go to first. Come on, man. 
No, nah, you know, obviously Middlestead, Middlestead is the stud, about yeah. him. He's been a great player for Eden Prairie. He's leading the USHL. Obviously, he's doing it before and after. He's because he's going to play with Eden Prairie uh, this winter. But um, you now, know, now, now, now where's he playing then? Year. Where's he playing? What's that? Where's he playing right now? Is it? Uh, is, uh, where's uh, Middlestead playing right now with the USHL? You, you uh, he's at Green. He's at Green Bay. Green Bay. Now he just came back this week. Yeah, how does that work with school? Uh, I believe it's he's taking online classes. I've always kind of wondered that. I'm like, yeah, well, he'll start the season. You know, I'll be at school somewhere else, and then you, yeah. so he's going to start like in the middle of a, like a semester or something like that. And uh, I've always been kind of curious that. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ham. You just kind of thought came to my head, came to my head, but. He's obviously Mr. Hockey all the way around, and he's going to lead Eden Prairie this year. Um, so he's he's the big guy, obviously. But what else is there? Uh, well, you mentioned McManus. Uh, he's a good offensive player. He's been at Omaha now. He was at Shattuck before that. Um, you know, just a real – he's a California kid, so that's sort of uh, going to be – in that sense, a little bit of new grounds. Um, but, so you know, but he's a very good offensive player. He's been good. Not a big guy, but, you know, I think that he's going to fit into that kind of, you know, we've seen some of these guys come in and um, have some early success. I think he has a chance to have some of that kind of early success, especially when we know we're losing some veterans after this year. So hopefully he'll be able to step in. Uh, Reedy and Napke are both, uh, you know, USA team, uh, their players, uh, Reedy's kind of been up and down. He, he had like very high expectations coming into the year, and um, you know he kind of didn't start off great, but he's been kind of coming on more lately, and uh, he's certainly got a lot of upside. So, um, you know, I think it's not a big class. I think they still have to um, figure out a few things um, yet, but I, I, I'm you know I think they have a good class coming, and I'm excited about what they've got signed at least so far. And Viggs, uh, Lucia talked about all these guys today, didn't he? Yep, I uh, got some quotes on uh, Twitter about him, and it'll be in an interview at the end of the podcast. Um, one thing I thought was interesting was Lucia said guys who signed the previous year, um, Garrett Waite and Sam Rossini, are still to be determined if they'll end up coming in or not. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing to watch. And they had um, Falstrom, the Swedish recruit who went back to Sweden as well, who was committed you know, in this age group but kind of TBD because he hasn't even signed an NLI yet. He ain't going to come, I don't think. I don't think he'll end up here. I don't think that uh, – I think Waite should defer another year because I don't think he's ready. And uh, Rossini is – he's got the – what is it, the knee injury? I don't know. I can't remember what injury he yeah, has. He, he tore his ACL in like September. Yeah. Uh, it yep. was the so, I mean, <laughs> so. It doesn't make any sense to me to, to have him coming mm-hmm. And after after an injury, I mean, I, I just think that they could figure out something else. I think the biggest thing with this class is getting Reedy and Middlestat, you know, two guys who are 200-pound uh, centers who can play D1 hockey down the middle. I think that's something that Minnesota lacks a lot is your true centermen, you know, and these guys are both high-end elite centers. I think that's going to be huge for this class. Hammy, we also Word. had we had another commitment just uh, well, yesterday, didn't we? Was is it Jen, uh, uh, Jensen? Yeah, the, uh, yeah correct. Uh, very, you know, a young kid, definitely very talented. Uh, he, he very high demand type of a player. Um, 
going to be uh, at Eden Prairie. Oh. Um, so obviously it'd be a kid that's going to be getting plenty of attention from Gopher fans as it is, given the fact that he's going to be on the same team as a big-time recruit. So, um, you know, it's always – we've talked about this many times before. It's always hard to totally – buy in on some of these guys that are pretty young and still have a couple years minimum before they're going to even think about hitting campus. So um, it's still, you know, to be determined how good he's going to be, but uh, a lot of demand for him. So hopefully that's a good sign that he'll uh, pan out. Yeah. It's a Jack Jensen. So I was, I noticed that yesterday. So, uh, I thought it was interesting. I think even the university might have retweeted or something like that. I'm not sure about him. Yeah, they're well, they can like and favorite now. now. They can like and favorite yeah, yeah, now. They, are, they can actually retweet too because I actually they did it earlier in the year. I think Lucia. I can't remember who did it. And uh, I actually asked one of the coaches. I'm like, "Is that kosher now?" <laughs> and they said, yeah, the rules have changed, and it's okay to do that now. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know the rules have changed, and I saw that right away. So I'm like, can they do that? And so I was I was a little curious myself. So how old Yeah, is- you know, these damn, you know, rules change in the off season. You're like, what the hell? I thought they couldn't even – And there's a lot of ridiculous – there's stuff. a lot of ridiculous rules too. It, right. It's weird that they can acknowledge it on social media, but they still can't technically uh... – Acknowledge a player until they sign a uh, NLI. Uh, it's just the typical idiotic NCAA rules about little things like that. Stupid. <laughs> well, before we get into this guy weekend, um, I noticed Big Mistakes got a question. He uh, he wants to know what do the Gophers need to do to fill the seats on Saturday? They can't count on four thousand away fans like the last series. Uh, Nate, is uh, you think Mariucci's going to be a little bit empty? Ah, I think it's empty at least until like the ten minute mark because it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what time they start the game. It just seems like uh, via traffic or whatever that uh, fans are getting slow and it's uh, are slow to get in. And it kind of is empty at puck drop, and it fills in by about the ten minute mark. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how well it'll be. Um, I mean, it's not going to be. It won't be. It won't be the like the solid 10,000 that it was Saturday um, or the Saturday before against North Dakota. But um, I mean, there's, there, there are Minnesota state fans in the, uh, in the twin cities. And uh, it seems like uh, tickets are uh, getting a little bit more affordable. Uh, if you uh, can swing them. Well, Viggs, I know you had mentioned uh, that uh, there are a lot of tickets that need to be sold for the rest of the home yeah. games this year. And I'm guessing this is going to be one of them. Yeah, I mean, the season ticket base is under 6000 And you can look online. They've dropped the standard-room ticket price for this weekend. I think it was down to $30. Um, the picker packs are also uh, down in price. You know, the university made a lot of money on the North Dakota series. So now, you know, they're, they're going to try to find ways to get fans into the building. Well, guys... A home-and-home home with that Minnesota State Mavericks. Uh, I'm going to call them Mankato State because when I went to the school, that's what they were called. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep calling them that. Um, down there for a game, back up in Mariucci at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, another lovely uh, uh, conflict with football being at 2.30 again. Um, 
Hammy, obviously we've got this 1-14 and record against Minnesota schools, and that one is against Minnesota State. But uh, can they start turning it around this weekend with, with Mankato? I mean, this is getting ridiculous with these Minnesota teams. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a challenge. Uh, you know, I, I I always kind of, for some reason, I've always got a kick out of this series. I don't know if it's the, you know, how some of the fans are down there. I know, like, back in the USCHO days where Mote, if you remember that poster. and <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he had some, I can't remember what the other guy from Mankato, but he used to call him Mav Stink. <laughs> and uh, I just those guys. I just sort of, this series always reminds me of some of the comedy that uh, I used to read on the USC show on the message board there. Speaking of which, I haven't even been on there. I think in like a year. I can't even remember how long it's been. But um, yeah, it'll be. I think it should be a good series. I mean, they got a good team. I think that the Gophers obviously have a pretty veteran team, um, so I think it'll be pretty competitive. I don't know that I see anything. I, I'm, I think it's going to be probably a split, um, but it wouldn't shock me if I see something, you know, if we see something other than that, if it's, you know, a sweep on one end or the other, uh, you know, you never know in these kind of, it's sort of like one of those rivalry series, even though it's not a, a huge rivalry, nonetheless, it's, it's something that we, uh, we never know when it comes to these in-state games and what's going to happen. And so I, I feel it's like likely going to be a split. Nate, Minnesota has got, to start winning against these other uh, in-state schools. Does it start happening this weekend? Oh. I know. The fact that this is about the fourth or fifth time that I've uh, I've had to ask players the question of uh, yeah, does it in the back of your mind uh, that uh, you've struggled in, recently, in recent years against in-state teams kind of speaks for it. you got to think one of these times they are and uh, I'm and honestly, of the uh, of the in-state schools that they've played um, the past couple of years, they've that they've matched up the best against Minnesota State. Um, it's the Mavericks are 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 probably the least uh, WCHA of the WCHA teams. They're kind of a little bit more offensive. Um, they lost they lost a lot of players in the past couple of years from uh, those teams that were uh, that was like a, the number one overall a couple of years ago. But, um, I mean, Hastings is bringing a lot of good guys. You still have Cole Huggins, who seems like he's in his, like, eighth year of uh, being uh, out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so, it's the one The one they did was down in Mankato last season. So, I think I, I can see him. I can see him taking at least one of these games. I don't know if it's down there. I don't know if it's back up here. I could see him sweeping. I could see him getting swept and continuing to have to ask that question. But... It's just, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those. It's one of those series where there's just there's uh, the teams just match up so well enough where it's really hard to tell. Now, Viggs, did either you or Nate ask uh, the players about uh, the old one and fourteen when you were at uh, media day today? We didn't quite spell it out in the one and fourteen terms. <laughs> because, you, know, you want to get a good response instead of a guy yeah, just climbing it up. So you know, you introduce it in the struggles, and you know, Vinny Letary says you just got to. Take each game one at a time, and and that's what they got to do this weekend. Um, I was I was looking back at their struggles, and Minnesota State is the one team in state that they've beat in the last fifteen. And a big key for them to win these games is to kill penalties. 
Um, I looked at over these last 15 games against in-state teams, their penalty kill is only clicking at 64%. Ooh. That's 64 really bad. That's brutal. Um, their power play has been fine, but it's the penalty kill that's really let them down. So I think that's a big key for this team. And, you know, if Gopher fans are looking for the silver lining, it's that the penalty kill has looked really good this season. Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye on this weekend. I, I think Minnesota's power play is playing really well. I think they're getting scoring from all lines. Um, that's something that hasn't happened the last three years. Um, I think they've got four lines that they can play. Um, I think their defensemen are playing better. I know we haven't touched on Ryan Collins at all, but I thought he looked very good in the North Dakota series, um, taking on rushes and getting the loose pucks in the defensive zone. Um, so I think those are some things to look for this weekend. You know, I think the the lack of talk about Collins is uh, not such a bad thing because you know what he's he's not making the huge mistakes that we were seeing before. So, no, I, th- I think he's been better. He, you know, he's he gets into trouble when he tries to do too much or when he skates out of position. He's keeping it basic. I mean, that's all we need him to do. So, I mean, I. I... <laughs> That's what a good traffic cone does. Wow. <laughs> well, it helps to be 6'5", 210, and, you know, that's that's a hard traffic cone to get around. Uh, Viggs, uh, who on Minnesota State do we need to be, should we be watching for? Well, I think you should be looking for C.J. Franklin. You know, he's one of their drafted players. Um, he's their leading active scorer. And then Parker Tuomi, he's uh, the preseason WCHA um player of the year for freshmen uh you know he's a big recruit for them and he's he's been a little slow i think he's got four points so far in their first 12 games but he was a big score in the ushl last year nate are you heading are you heading down this weekend guys from germany okay nate are you heading down this weekend nate what are you heading down to mankato friday night uh that is to be determined to be determined you want to? We can talk a little bit more of that off air. Vig's <laughs> <laughs> already, already, already heard the story. So. Oh boy, it's probably something about one of the local. We won't talk about the local papers. Uh, well, me, uh, me and Ekas are heading down, so at, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, they're always very kind to us down there. At least your old stomping grounds. Yes, it is actually. Exactly. Yeah, I was there when they finally went D1, so it was good. It's definitely good. Oh boy. But you didn't stick with them, dude. Well, I I was already a Gopher fan before that, so that's why I didn't really stick with them. So what can you do? Uh, We got another question here. I see uh, Justin B wants to know Viggs, you might know this. Is there still plans to make the Mariucci ice smaller? I do believe the answer is yes, uh, but it's just a few years off, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the third phase of their renovation plans. The first phase was the team area uh, downstairs, and then I think the next phase is going to be you know the strength and conditioning areas and uh, the club-level stuff. Um, the ice is kind of that third step. Yep. You know, they are going to have to replace the ice plant and the refrigerant there eventually. I think by 2020 is the goal, so I think you'll be seeing it happen a few years down the road still. You guys got anything else for this week? Any, any other nuggets you guys heard today? Uh, 
Sadak is uh, not 100%, but uh, he's been practicing all week without a uh, no-contacts jersey. So uh, for everybody for everybody who keeps yelling at me why they're out, why he was out uh, <laughs> on Saturday compared to Collins, there you go. <laughs> well, people like to complain. I mean, that's uh, if people aren't complaining, that uh, that's that's when it's really bad. Uh, usually, when we're complaining, uh, it's uh, if people care. So, as long as people are complaining, that means they care. So, what can you do? All right, Nate, we appreciate you joining us. Everybody should read Nate's feature on Rem Pitlick if you haven't done it yet. It was in the Pioneer Press today. Bingo! Yeah. Yesterday. Bingo! Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's in today's paper. It's like down the bottom of the front page, or you can check it out at uh, TwinCities.com. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I, I enjoyed talking to him and uh, just being able to sit down and uh, kind of get a better picture of him, like his decision-making coming in and just uh, growing and developing as a player. Because when he committed, he was 5'3", 120 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just uh, how he's made the adjustment and uh, how Minnesota – I got to um, – and like how Minnesota has kind of been using him. It's uh, – it, it definitely seems like they're trying to work around and get him to see where he's the most comfortable and uh, have him work a little bit more on his defense. Um, being out in Muskegon is um, a little more uh, offensive-oriented there where uh, they didn't have the puck as, or where he had the puck a lot, so they didn't have to play too much defense. So uh, having that kind of be like an adjustment period in college. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good uh, – fun feature to do so uh i highly suggest you uh checking that out if you haven't yet i retweeted it but you can also follow yeah. nate on twitter at gopher state right yep still it, still at gopher state um i'm also doing a uh a, a gopher uh hockey podcast uh over like 1500 espn uh with uh declan goff and uh, a couple other people uh called puck dynasty um we did a episode last week that basically covers north dakota and this weekend so yeah uh so kind of figuring out what we really fully want to do in the format and all that stuff but uh that's been a lot of fun and uh yeah i mean heck we'll try to get like vigo or uh, any of you guys on there too not me i don't want to be on get vigs on yeah. get hammy on don't get me. If you want, if you want a lightning rod, I'll be. I'll come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And you had a great. Uh, you know, you had a top of the page at the Pioneer Press. Uh, you know that North Dakota series, didn't you? I I did. Yeah, yeah it was. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, they're doing a good job with the uh, Gopher hockey coverage. Uh, it seems like when I'm uh, working there, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of front page and. Uh, several nice features there so it's been yeah i can't uh, i can't say enough nice things about them well you know an opportunity rachel blount was out for the whole weekend for the star tribune for north mm-hmm. dakota uh, even uh gonzalez was back for part for the friday night's game um unfortunately neither of those papers have full-time people covering the team anymore mm-hmm. yeah none of them were there today they were all over there covering the new kicker for the vikings <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was it was me, Vigo, uh, Drew Cove was the Minnesota Daily Beat writer, and uh, Wally and Frank. And that was it. Yeah, it did look a little thin from the U picture this week. <laughs> yeah, we were all we, we were all kind of there on one side. We got more than yeah, just you can Vigo's arm. It's a big crowd. They'll back up and take a big angle shot. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, like I said, we got more than your arm this time, Viggs, in the picture sent out by the U. Yeah. We'll see. I can fill up a frame. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of the way for a lot of us here. So, All right. Well, like I said, you could see Nate. He's, you know, see his stuff at the Pioneer Press once in a while on the Star Tribune. He's always on SB Nation. Follow him on, on Twitter at, at Gopher State. Uh, uh, obviously, if you see anything related to Pitbull, make sure you tag him. Uh, on Twitter, because uh, apparently you're still the person to go with everything Pitbull, aren't you? It's it's died a little, but yeah, occasionally uh, <laughs> I'll still get people send me that. Uh, little, the Little Chippers has picked up more and more yeah. as uh, the season started. And of course, you could follow Hammy on Twitter, at Hammy Hockey, and uh, uh, Vigo on Twitter, at EVigo. You know, we'll be back next week to recap the Minnesota State Series and then we'll take a look at what's going on another East Coast trip for the Gophers. I want to thank Nate Wells uh, for joining us and uh, we'll be back again next week. Until then, thanks for listening. We know who the hockey reporters are. Not at that Vikings press conference. (laughs) Right? Um, What are your thoughts on the matchup this weekend? Um, uh, We had a you know good success last year. Went down to Mankato. Uh, We're going to follow the same routine by by heading down there tomorrow night after practice and getting a good skate in the morning. I'm sure they're going to be hungry after you know losing and and uh, overtime and tying last weekend against. Uh, Bemidji State, uh, Mankato, uh, obviously well coached, uh, veteran, you know, experienced, older junior guys. Um, uh, they they, have, they play a good skating game. Uh, they don't give you much time and space. Uh, two good goaltenders, and uh, you know we're going to have to obviously play well. What makes Mike Hastings a good coach? Well, he's been doing it a long time. I mean, he's uh, he go back to his USHL days in in Omaha. So I mean, he's been coaching for 30 years so there's probably not a lot he hasn't seen so his team is always very well prepared and uh, there's not many situations he hasn't seen before how'd you use the extra time to prepare for this weekend well um what we tried to do is, is kind of uh, stay with our monday through friday routine last week and um and and uh, friday was more of a scrimmage day on uh, one of the days last week we made it just a specialty teams day and a small game day um, just to try to break it up a little bit. We did give our guys Saturday, Sunday off um, uh, after a hard skate on, on Friday. I thought that would be you know good for them to try to recharge their battery. We had a couple guys went deer hunting, and you know that's part of what the kids want to do. So I was fine with that and get away. And you know I think we've had a pretty good week of preparation as we head in uh, with one more day to go. Looks like Ryan Norman and Taylor Camerata are kind of competing to be in the lineup. What, is, what do each of them do well? Well, I don't think that's a, a fair uh, assessment. You know, you make decisions, but, you know, they're completely different types of players. So, you know, I, I don't look at them as, uh, you know, the same type of player. Obviously, Norman's, a, you know, a gritty guy that's going to um, uh, compete hard. Uh, he's uh, waited in line. Uh, so we made a change the last game. Um, you know, we wanted a little bit uh, how competitive that series was. Obviously, we need uh, Cammy, you know, creating offense if, if he's going to be uh, successful. So, um, 
you know, he's not the lone ranger. I mean, we, you know, the guys that are put in those offensive positions, you know, we, we expect them to, to contribute on a nightly basis. Have you continued to work on that in-zone offense? Yeah, I mean, that's it's something you, you work on every week. Uh, there's areas of our game that we have to continue to get better at. You know, you, you watch a weekend and, you know, you play against a good team and uh, whether it's our retrievals or, you know, getting good exits or D-zone coverage um, and, and then, you know, bowl the dot. So it's, it's, it's an area of our game that, you know, we, we've tried to put an emphasis on with, with video and everything else. And um, now it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. You know, we're still only eight games in. So, um, you know, we've had since the beginning of the year a couple open weekends when you look at we've played the U.S. team and, and then the open weekend last weekend. So there's some teams that have played a dozen games at this point, and we're, we're sitting at eight. So um, important four-game segment. I mean, we're Man- Mankato home and home, and we're often, you know, Northeastern and B.C., both good teams. And, you know, you could see what we said at the beginning of the year that, you know, we have a difficult non-conference schedule. And, and uh, we have to continue to try to, you know, get as many wins as we possibly can right now. Is there any uh, difference or anything going from uh, playing on the Olympic side to the NHL? Yeah, I mean, we've been, you know, we started on, on the NHL rink last Friday uh, for our practice because the women didn't go. And then, uh, you know, we, we don't have the same length of practice time this week, but that can be good mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, pretty much limited to a 75-minute time period because we have to be off at 2.30, but... Uh, we, we've been at Ritter all week for that reason. That uh, since they shrunk their rink, that you know we're used to being on Olympic rink, so you know mm-hmm. we'd rather you know flip it and uh, make sure we're on an NHL size rink all this week, and then you know we're going to go on to the road next week and be back in the same thing. John, with the, the games after next week and uh, Thanksgiving, it'll be four out of twelve games only at home ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, is that a plus or a minus as far as preparations going forward? Well, it doesn't make any difference as far as your preparation is concerned. Obviously, you'd rather play at home than, than the road. But this is, you know, a quirky year with the way the schedule was going to play out with, with teams coming back and owing people games. So, you know, the opportunity to play the two extras up in Alaska rather than, you know, basically sitting open for a couple weekends. So we want to try to take advantage of that as well uh, and, and the opportunity to play good teams. So it's just kind of the way it worked out. I mean, I, you probably go back a lot of years to find out the last time we only had four home games through uh, the month of November. Um, uh, but that's we knew that was a schedule. We've been pretty good on the road so far, and you know, hopefully that can continue. Had a couple injuries towards the end of the North Dakota series, Jack Sadak's one. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone healthy using the week off? You, um, we, we still have a couple question marks on, on uh, who will be in our lineup, and you know, Jack's looking good. Um, he doesn't have a, a cross jersey, he's practicing on a regular basis, so uh, we, we feel pretty comfortable that, that, that he'll be back in our lineup. All right. Uh, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, you announced the uh, recruiting class for the early signing period um, for guys. What do you what do you kind of like about that? Um, well, I, I think it's a good mix. Obviously, that um, you know Nate's only defenseman right now. We have uh, uh, signed. I mean, uh, we had you know a couple guys that signed their previous year that uh, will decide whether they, whether they end up coming in or not. Um, you know, he's playing in Ar- Arbor. He's we think he's progressed really well. He's got good size. He skates well. Uh, good first pass kind of guy. And you know, we hope he can you know be one of those type of defensemen that will be. A really good defender, hard guy to play against with his feet, um, and just has to continue to grow into his body. But you know, we really like the way he skates for for a guy his size. Um, up front, uh, McManus is uh, somebody we saw obviously from Shattuck when he was there, um, California kid, first Californian, um, somebody that wanted to be a golfer. You know, grew up watching us play, and uh, uh, somebody that can score. I mean, he was on our rookie team in the USHL last year. Um, and he's got a really good head, and he thinks the game well, and he's got a great release with his shot. Um, 
Reedy and Middlestad both bigger, both um, play center right now, but you know could obviously play wing too. Uh, it gives us a little more size up the middle with two guys that are 200 pounds at, at this stage of their development. Obviously, Middlestad's uh, electrifying with his speed. Um, you know, he's leading the USHL in scoring. Now he's heading back to high school in Eden Prairie, and you know, really desperately want to you know win a state championship. So, you know, a lot of credit to him that you know that's where his loyalty is, and we were obviously supportive of that. Um, and hopefully that'll happen for him. And uh, you know, Reedy, same thing. We, he was one of those shadow kids we saw in Bantams, and. Uh, very good player, good good two-way centerman, uh, right-handed, which is kind of nice. We have a couple right-handed uh, forwards coming in, um, and we think, you know, like the rest of them, that you know he can help us on the power play and, and play in the multiple situations. You announced the series with Minnesota Duluth mm-hmm. last week. You already have the series with North Dakota. Yeah. And you have the Mariucci Classic. How does the rest of your non-conference? Well, it, uh, we we know the next couple of years we have Clarkson, St. Lawrence, and OS each a two-game set. Um, you know, we'll we'll. We still would like to try to get out east. Um, you know, it's, so all of a sudden with Notre Dame coming in, you got 24 league games. You're up to 30. You know, uh, we still want to continue to play some of our in-state schools. Now, does that mean it's going to be St. Cloud every year or Mankato every year uh, with the four-year agreements? You know, it might be one or the other or two games with uh, uh, with one and, and and then the next year with others. I think next year's schedule we have both Mankato and St. Cloud and and uh, on our schedule because we have Duluth and the Icebreaker next year. And, and that's kind of as about as far out as we are right now, and that's something we have to get to is, is how we want to schedule now. Uh, you start getting out in three years down the line, four years down the line. Tickets went on sale for the North Star College Cup. What's your perspective on that going forward? Um, you know what? It's been you know a plus and a minus. I don't, I don't think it's ever caught on like we, we hoped it would. Um, so I, there, I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, are we better off having home games than you know, heading down to XL? So that's something that's being discussed, and... I'm sure a decision will be made one way or the other soon. So a week and a half, it'll be two weeks out since the North Dakota series. That was a big series for the, for the team. Did you Have you noticed a difference of players on the ice and what they might have carried forward from, no. from that? No. I mean, it's two weeks ago. You know, it, it, uh, you know, I think they were happy, and obviously it was an important weekend. And, you know, you can say what you want as far as, you know, that rivalry's still here and everybody else is here. I mean, that's just the fact. And, and uh, you know, I think the fans obviously were into it, and, you know, that's why it was important for us to get them back on our schedule uh, on a yearly basis. And, you know, I think the, it'll be, the players are, are happy to see it back, and um, I think the fans are too. So, you know, next year we'll head up to Engelstead Arena. The year after we're out in Vegas, and, uh, and then we're back on the next couple of years. But I, I'm sure moving forward that, you know, there'll be a two-game set with North, North Dakota every year. Did, it, did the series help your team grow? Well, I think it, it forces you to play at a level that uh, that maybe gets you out of your comfort zone, and you know whether it's a shot blocking or the extra effort that went through, um, and, and the way you have to play to be successful against a, you know a good team, and and uh, so from that perspective, it was good. But you know, with the week off, the carryover, uh, I don't know. Other than you know, we'll see what happens when the puck drops on Friday night. You know, I watched a good chunk of the Minnesota State games last weekend and really defensive games against yeah. Bemidji. What do you think is... There's not going to be a lot of ice. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we're back on a smaller sheet again. You know, we actually played pretty well up to Clarkson and St. Lawrence on a small sheet. Um, you know, so it can be a, a value to us, too, because you can get on people a little bit quicker, quicker strike to the net. They do a good job of funneling pucks to the net. Our box-out game is going to be really important. Obviously, specialty teams become a factor in these games, and um, it's... You know, like 
you look at our team, I mean, pretty much other than, you know, one game in the last six, they've been tied in the third period. So yeah. I would expect it to be exactly the same this weekend. All right. Thanks. Thanks. I guess let's start with that. How did you uh, spend the uh, week off? Uh, it was nice to get by. I think we got both days off. It doesn't happen very often, but it kind of rejuvenated our legs. And, uh, and you get back at it on Monday, I think we were all pretty refreshed. Did this kind of come at a good time uh, for you? Uh, yeah, I think definitely we were going uh, pretty hard for a while mm -hmm. there, so I just have a little break and you know try to get our legs back was was a pretty good timing. What were the keys to keeping the intensity up in practice this last week and just this week in general to be ready for Minnesota State? Yeah, last week it's kind of weird not not playing a game in the weekend, but the coaches did some different things, so it wasn't you know just the same old. We had, we had some like scrimmages and stuff, so the intensity is always there when we're battling against each other. So we had a lot of, a lot of practices like that that really kept our uh, tempo up and stuff. So it's good. This program's got a little history of struggling against the in-state teams. What are the keys for you guys to play well against Minnesota State? Um, I would say just to stick to our game and, and really uh, you know feed off what we did against North Dakota. I think just to sell out and you know everyone if everyone works hard and we're all you know winning battles. I think we're in a pretty good spot. So just you know, win our battles. You know stick to our game. And really sell out. What were the kind of points of emphasis from the film from the North Dakota series? Uh, just some some little things. I think we need to get better at. There's some you know support, some support things. Some you know winning battles. Some. Uh, some breakout stuff and and just some little things all around the ice that you know could be could be touched up on and uh, and there's some positives too like a lot of block shots last weekend and, and stuff like that so there's a lot of things around that we can you know work on still. Do you think block shots will be a big key for you guys going into this weekend? Yeah, I think anytime we can get Elena block a shot, we got it. So I mean, it's always a key to win, and I think you know it'll continue to be. So yeah. Moving to the smaller sheet, how does that affect your guys' game plan and your power play? Um, I don't think it changes much. I mean, it's definitely move it quicker. You know, there's less time and space, so you know, just to move it fast. And I think they come pretty pretty hard on their penalty kill. So just to uh, you know keep keep it moving and look for look for plays right away. Had a game up in St. Cloud. Fans were rabid in there. Place was packed. Same yeah. thing when we're here with North Dakota. Are you going there? They're They've been in line since Monday morning or something to buy student tickets or something. Does that does that atmosphere charge you guys up? Does, do you think about that ahead of time going in? Yeah, it's always fun playing against the in-state teams uh, away and home. But away is kind of fun just seeing the uh, you know their student section is always there for like warm-ups and stuff. So it definitely gives a it's fun to go on the road you know try to win those games and come out with a win. Kind of silence it. Did you go deer hunting? Uh, no, not a hunter. You know but, anybody? Anybody come back with anything? Any medicine sausage? Uh, I think Ramsey got one earlier this year. I don't know if uh, anyone else. Bish maybe. Bish got one. Yeah. Yeah. No one seems to be bragging about it much though. Yeah, I think it's a regular thing for him. So I don't know. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. It's been a lot of deer hunting stories. What'd you do on your time off? Uh, I just hung out with the guys back on campus. I know Bish and. Uh, Kurt and some other guys went uh, deer hunting, but finally they got something. They always go and hear, though, I almost got one or I almost shot one, but I'm like, I've heard that before. You guys never come back with anything. But finally they got something, and it was good for them, but it was good for all of us to have a bye week and get some relaxation. 
you bringing back some money in venison for you there? Uh, yeah, I got to go get some soon. I, I've sent over a couple texts to the guy, so I'll have some venison in the next couple of days. Um, play man Cato, it seems you've kind of played before. What exactly are the points of emphasis for this weekend series? Uh, it's just like any other game or any other team. We have to bring uh, our intensity and just do what we do best. And uh, we respect everyone, fear no one, and just go out there and try to get a couple victories out of the weekend. Do you get the sense that special teams is going to be key for you guys this weekend? Yeah. It's been so stayed. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one key of emphasis that we go into every week, and it's penalty killing, uh, shut down uh, the opposing team, and penalty kill, we we got to try to get one every two power plays. That's kind of our model right now just because uh, I think we're a very skilled group, and sometimes we're not going to score. I mean, it's hard to score every time, obviously, or else everyone would, but um, there's good penalty kills out there, and just the more chances you get, the more you can break down the penalty kill. So just got to get shots on that as much as we can and just go from there. Your kills have been better this year. What's working well for you guys? I just think our, our details to our game, I mean, we're always bringing the intensity, we're always bringing the heart to every penalty kill, but the thing that messes us up and messes our penalty kill up is, is just the little details of where to be, where your stick should be, your body positioning. So, um, I mean, Gennar's been working day in and day out, on and off the ice, helping us out, and it's on us to, to listen to what he has to say and bring that to the ice every day. Does it change going to the smaller rink, your kill? Uh, no, not really. It's just a, it's the same intensity, same angles and stuff. You just... Smaller ice, so you gotta get to pucks quicker because then they're more vulnerable. With the uh, record against in-state opponents, is, that a, is there an added emphasis this weekend? Um, I, I think our, our goal is always to be number one in the state, and we don't really worry about our past. We just worry about the, the games we have coming up, and in-state rivalry is always great, and I love playing Mankato, so I'm pretty excited to get up there. You moved back to center and taking more draws. Is that something you feel more comfortable doing? Yeah, uh, I love playing center too. I mean, takes all three of us to, to win a drive, might go to the wing, and, and it'll help me out. But uh, obviously I like being in the middle of the ice and getting the puck and moving to my wingers, so it gives me more space to be free out on the ice. Um, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now. Whether they keep me there or move me back to wing, it's up to them, but uh, I like where I'm at.